0: What up, world? This is Tatiana King-Jones, also known as the Grand Duchess of Tech, back at it again to give you episode two of Colorful Lives, presented by State Farm. We want to thank you for the incredible response for the first episode on social media. You guys went in and you loved it, and I'm so happy and so proud of what we've done. Just so you know, we promise to keep the conversations coming on iTunes and SoundCloud all summer long. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud and use the hashtag #LiveColorful. That's full with two L's. If this is your first time listening, don't forget to go back and listen to
1: episode one on iTunes and SoundCloud. But first, hear what Angela and I have to say about
0: our time and experiences down in New Orleans.
2: So Francesca, you know Tatiana and I went down to New Orleans. We went to the Essence Music Festival. Yes, I'm we were so in the I convention center. We did miss you. Yes, I,
1: know, I missed y'all. I was looking at all the pictures. Like, why didn't I go? Why didn't I go? <laughs> <laughs> so how was it? I want to hear all the details.
0: It was really exciting. Um, that was actually my first Essence Fest. It wasn't my first time down in New Orleans, but as far as the Essence Fest experience, it was really nice to see so much art and so much creativity and so much um. Like experience there like we from music to culture to video you know everything was just really breathtaking it was great to see our people down there like really Together, making right yeah and really making a point to further the goals and further the success of everyone there like they have like the money and power influence stage where they kind of teach you how to work better with your finances how to Build budgets, things like that. And there was also a beauty section, which I know that was totally up your alley. Right, like, right. Very good. The beauty stuff. section might have been the biggest section. Yes, yes. I believe
2: yes. it. Yes.
1: <laughs> Natural hair scene don't play. Absolutely. Yes. So wait, so it was like an arena and then separated into a different booth? It's like a huge convention center. Mm-hmm. And
2: so people had like their whole own areas. Like State Farm had their whole own area. We had the stage set up. Did you see the interactive um painting. I don't know what it was. Did you see that, Tatiana? No. What was that about? Oh, I got to show you the video, but my friend Paris did it. You put
0: these these glasses on. Ah, Did you see it? Oh, it was the VR goggles, and then you could paint like on the air. Yeah. <laughs> Serious? Paint with that's the like, colors of the wing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. I that
0: yeah. I mean, it was a lot going on. And like at the convention center itself, they had like a stage where like they had people from Empire there. So I know Brashear Gray was there. He was doing a little performance. TD
1: Jakes was there. TD Jakes so- was there. It I was, did see him on Instagram. I Eric Benet. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean even at the State Farm booth itself It was pretty lit Like they had like, a, a dance floor That was like lit up In all different colors what? And yeah they was doing Like the Soul Train line Or something on it Like it was It was cute Like they yeah, was really trying I think about why Fran Was really mad Because we had a couple Of special
1: guests oh, out there Yeah. yes I was heartbroken I actually was um, On Tatiana's snap When I was sending her All these yeah. emojis <laughs> She was
3: like no I was like no Because
2: we actually Had Bilal come Bilal. through Yes Bilal And Tank also came through So Bilal was in interesting because you know he just did the BET awards he did the Mm -hmm. tribute to Prince which was phenomenal Um, yes
1: he literally channeled I was like that's Prince Prince came back yes for the award show channeled through Bilal because it was perfect
0: even the little heels <laughs> that's why I told yeah, him I, I told him about himself I was like okay I see you Prince his Bilal's boots he went in. was the hashtag <laughs> and he loved it like he was explaining because I I had because he was channeling Prince so well I was like did you sit there and really like prepare yourself for this and he said I said what were you going through your mind and he said nothing I was just wanting to perform well
2: here listen we have some of that audio from when we actually sat down and talked to Bilal oh. so you can hear it for yourself he so shouted you out like I was there yes ma'am do <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so Don't. In my <laughs> so now, when you did the Prince tribute on the BET Awards, I heard that at the last minute you changed your mind and decided to perform the beautiful ones.
4: Well, no, I, have, I had uh, prepared to do, what was it? Uh, do Me Baby. Yeah I'm, my here, song I'm here, too. yeah, I'm here put all of the songs together, so I spent the whole week working on that one. I initially wanted to do beautiful ones, but uh, I think Jennifer Husband or somebody was doing it but like the, the day before the show uh, Amir called me was like we got to change it to, to beautiful ones so i was like what you know wow. but it was cool cuz that's, that's like my favorite part in the movie right. so
0: when apollonia runs out crying in the middle of his performance
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
0: Bilal, what were the emotions going through you when you Got the call, and you're like, I have to perform this. And you, first of all, you turned it out. You Thank killed it. You. <laughs> you did an amazing job, and I think everyone agrees here. Like, you was rolling on the ground. You was going in. So, like, what was going through your head during that when you were on stage and feeling the spirit?
4: Nothing. Mm. My, my own thing was, you know, I'm going to go in. I'm going to go in. I am going to go in i I'm nothing to lose during the uh, sound check because because i didn't i didn't really know all of the words and stuff uh, like the sound check was horrible so i was like if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna just give it my all you know so i wasn't really thinking about anything except for just acting a fool i actually have read a
2: hilarious article about four interactions that you had with prince <laughs> yeah and some of them were very embarrassing at one time balao actually ignored prince It was by Uh, accident. It was by accident. I know, it was by accident. That's rough. (laughs) But he was performing with his eyes closed, you know. So uh, I was trying to figure out after reading that, were you and Prince cool with each other or was it just awkward?
4: I think just every time I got a chance to meet him or be around him, I was just too, I was like too excited or too awkward, you know, I was like overly awkward trying too hard you know what i'm saying so it kind of like made him uncomfortable you know so i
0: think that's a constant thing everyone wants to impress prince and yeah. then he like, kind of goes all right see you later well, i wanted to talk about your fashion too because you are a fashion killer oh really yeah actually i put a picture of you that picture of you rolling around on the ground on b 2 what i said hashtag balau's boots you had them heel <laughs> boots on He was killing it
4: yeah, yeah, I got them at this place called Trash in uh in Manhattan. I like I like getting a uh, a lot of the uh, I don't know like weird punk rock kind of clothes. And when I went in there, they had the same exact Prince shoes. I was like, yo, they're not as high as Prince's, but I, like, I gotta get those for the show. But you said something to Prince in. about
2: his heels one time, also. I so saw that was another <laughs> awkward interaction.
4: <laughs> nah, I, one time I told him I liked his heels, and he used to show me. He actually had diamond like zippers so he just he liked to show them all so we was talking about it
2: this year at the vh1 hip-hop honors you see they're honoring all women they're honoring queen latifah missy elliot salt and pepper little kim uh, all of, of those artists what are some valuable things that you've learned some, from some female artists that you've worked with
4: oh man uh erica badu is <laughs> like she's like my, my big sister i learned so much about just the industry from her so much about songwriting so much about uh, black culture you know and just so much about being free and trusting your, your intuition in in your artistry so uh i think without meeting her and and, and like minds like her you know i don't know you know how i would be navigating through you know my artistic life you know so it's very important and yeah
0: so i Curious. Who's your favorite
4: MC? Your favorite female MC? Favorite female MC? Um, Lauren Hill. Oh, I also like Bahamadia though. That's all, uh. Is she from Philly? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See, I knew you were gonna I, say somebody. I, I gotta got plug Philly. <laughs> 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 got him. Yeah. Well,
0: that's definitely one artist you want people to be more uh, aware of because I know there's a lot of women here that are doing the thing and they don't necessarily get the the, the respect or the the mic. So uh, who do you who
4: would you want people to pay attention to? Um, there's a a, a rapper coming out, female rapper. I think is just incredible. Her name is Rhapsody.
1: Yeah, okay, we, yes. know Rhapsody. She, we
0: know
4: Rhapsody. Yo, yes, she's sick. Rhapsody is sick. Like her 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 vocal ability and just understanding intelligence is just high level. Like you know, it's not even about uh, male or female. You know, she's just it's real artistry it's incredible
2: now you and kendrick lamar have a great relationship clearly you guys have done uh three songs together yeah so far how did that come about was it kendrick that tapped you or did you guys have some type of relationship before that
4: yeah well we had we had met uh in new york and i was we were making plans to, to work on his first album, but it never really worked out. But we stayed in contact, and uh, when his second album came, he uh, he called me up, and he had all my all my friends, all my jazz friends like uh, Robert Glassberg, uh Flying Lotus. He had Thundercat, so um, just working with him was it was very it was very natural because everybody that I worked with was in the studio, so it was just like. We became long lost friends in like two days. You that's know?
2: great. When you took your hiatus with people begging you to come back, I'm sure a lot of people that you work with were like, Bilal, we need you. Bilal, come get on this. Bilal, let's get back to work. What's the deal?
4: Yeah, I mean, even though I wasn't really making mainstream moms, I was always working with uh, other artists and, um, and playing, you know. So that's been a blessing, you know, to. Um, to be able to, 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 be, able to uh, be in other projects and cool things, you know, and not really have to rely on uh, doing something if I don't feel comfortable with it, you know?
0: And I would think you're taking the tools now to reach a new generation. Because, like you said, everyone misses you, the people who are already familiar with you. Like, my all-time favorite was Fastlane. Mm-hmm. And that was over a decade ago. But now you got new kids that are learning about that. So how do you feel about reaching them now?
4: I, I feel great about that. You know, I think, um, we need to get rid of this whole thing about consciousness and just always stay woke, you know, as people like we, we always forget like 10 years go by and we forget everything, you know, and we have to constantly reawaken ourselves to things, you know, and, and, and constantly be woken up. So I just feel like, um, uh, it's a, a more of an opportunity to kind of wake people up and kind of keep them woke, you know?
2: So that was really funny. He also talked about the memes, right? Because remember, after the BET performance, there were a lot of memes because, and I'm not going to lie, when I was watching it live, I was thinking to myself because I just had took my weave out and I was <laughs> like, the, I was like that's how my sewing was looking well, like,
0: <laughs> the and that was and that was one of the memes <laughs> that's the that was one of the memes he was like I don't know if you guys saw it but he was rolling around on the stage yes. like literally rolling he all over on, on the floor stayed the on the floor at the end like he looked like he fainted he, he was just laying there, there. Like, and it, I mean, it was so much fun, but it was like you can tell that he really was into it. and He didn't care what anyone said. He he even said, I'm going to act the fool just so I have to show out for Prince. And it showed on. And it was really moment. like the beautiful ones in yes. the movie when Prince performed that in Purple Rain. Which
2: yes. is my favorite scene. Yes. I love it. I that love is like much. the best scene in the movie. So. Right. You
1: feel it. But, I mean, he was so into it. And then when it ended, the fact that he just, like, stayed on the floor. <laughs> so I was like, wow, he's he's in it right now. But the memes were
0: hilarious because it was brave. Yeah. Now, he's actually a good sport when it comes to memes. Yeah, because, what did he say about them? Because he was like, he loved it. He said he would he was RT, the memes himself. He would share them with his own people because <laughs> right. he thought it was great. And I actually like that attitude that he had because some people really get in their feelings about memes, like, particularly celebrities but mm-hmm. it's just like it's just a game like be happy sometimes for the exposure like Remember we're not when miguel you know, drop kicked that girl in oh the, my god that goodness. was hilarious
2: and though, there was a million memes for them. Oh my <laughs> the goodness. nike boots he, like the, the air Miguel and stuff
0: <laughs> drake gets memed a lot yeah <laughs> but i think he thinks yeah. they're funny he and i actually prefer that because a lot of times like unless it's like being super disrespectful you which is typically not it's actually helping your brand. Like, Drake is like, if if not the, he's one of the most meaned people ever. And that actually helps him with his career it actually helps him with being relevant with people of all ages so right. I almost yeah. feel
1: like people now and this could be just me but I think the artists when they create videos or even an album covers I almost think they're thinking in terms of gifts and memes right. he does because the album cover for the for views, like he knew <laughs> they he were going to take that little <laughs> hit version of
0: him and put it on everybody right. I, th- <laughs> right. I think it's documented that he said he knows that and so right. that's why he's very particular with that he's like a little Pokemon <laughs> <you>. yes <laughs> Just like it. That's hilarious. That's so funny. So that makes me think, like, as, I mean, there's varying degrees. Like, you to me, you guys are f- very famous. So what is... <laughs> we if, are to you. Who, are we really y'all are like very famous. I'm not that famous. But... What do y'all think? Like, what if some? I know, Angela, you won the Birdman interview. You got yeah. meme too. There was a
2: lot of memes out of that Birdman interview.
1: I mean, listen, I think as
2: long as it's funny, I'm cool with it. Just don't sit did on drive meme crazy that's not Because I know
1: you were getting tagged all day long. It's
2: just funny because I was getting tagged about that for, like, a couple of weeks. And I was like, all right, and I saw it already, like, 25,000 times, but... <laughs> I, guess, I wasn't oh, mad at it, and yeah. they were, but there was a lot of memes of Birdman. Yes. You know, I think on The Breakfast Club, we always get memed a lot. Like the Little Mama interview. Right. That always was very oh, memed and everything. But I think you really just have to have a good sense of humor about it. You can't get mad because people are... And if they're really funny, you should post it yourself.
1: Right. Right.
0: I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. You just laugh at yourself. I do memes all the time. I just don't post them but things that are funny. Really? <laughs> I mean, people and I've been memed before but it's like you You've been like memed? You what was your yeah. meme? Tatiana? Well, I was like in front of the Waffle House. I was squatting <laughs> in front of a Jaguar like you know I was doing the usual I was trying to be funny I was doing a rap squat. In front
1: of the Waffle House. Yes in front of
0: the Waffle House. And then people, like, started putting different <laughs> squatting people in my picture. Like, it was <laughs> Bill Clinton in it. <laughs> and then David the Duchovny in it from X-Files. Like, they just kept adding more and more people. And it was so hilarious. That is so
2: funny. Maybe right. the crying Jordan meme. That might be the best meme ever. That is. Yes. A that's face. the classic
1: one. I mean, even Schoolboy Q. Did you see his album cover? Yes. So he, with blank face. <laughs> that. And then they asked Jordan how he felt about it. He said he hates it.
2: Right. But you know what? i okay. uh, let somebody try to use that commercially and see what happens because Michael Jordan does not play. Yeah, he sure yes. doesn't. <laughs> and it's interesting because even like just the use of images, like memes are fun and everything. We post them on Instagram. But if you try to use it outside of that, I'm sure mm-hmm. that's... Like on
1: merch and stuff? Yeah, you can. True, I wonder. You know, I also wonder how people feel because kids are used as memes a lot, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. And as funny as it is, I always think, like, imagine if that was your kid... And how would that kid feel? These little, like five, like that Chloe one—the little girl that's like side eyeing. Oh the car. yeah, in the right. car, in the car seat. Yes, that everyone
0: uses all day long. But it's still cute. That one's not like a. Why right, it's cute, you know, but it's funny. People think about that. That's true, though. People do think about that, though. Everyone's very scared about putting children up because they don't right. want to get in trouble for that. So I don't know. I don't know. I think it just depends on the situation. See, what I do revolves around technology. I. Have to see see it. Like I talk about tech, I'm always on social media. I gotta, for the most part, see it. But when it comes to very personal things that are happening, when it comes to us talking together right now, I won't. To to your point, Angela, I'm not going to disrespect. To me, that's disrespectful to have your stuff out when people are talking to you or they're trying to vibe with you. Like, and you, you're sitting there doing your snapchats Like, no, unless we're both in the Snapchat, we don't need to be on this. Yeah, unless it's like together for yeah. And you met your husband on social media and got your job via social
2: media. I got one it's of my, positive. I
0: got many jobs on social one media, of you say that, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one of my jobs.
2: Via social media, now, does your husband feel like, okay, now I don't want you on that Facebook like that, you know? I don't know. Oh, yeah, true, does that yeah.
1: change it, because he knows y'all met there?
0: No, because first of all, I'm not even on Facebook like that, like, from a business capacity, sure, from a personal capacity, I, I just don't F with it anyway, but does he feel that way? No. No, because, like, he himself doesn't use social media that much anyway. He, he himself is barely online except he for landed, He Teresa. landed what he
2: wanted. Right. He got, like and he got out. He got <laughs> what he needed and then
0: <laughs> he's like, all right, peace <laughs> out. But, like, he he personally doesn't have a problem with it. And, and he real, recognizes that that's my livelihood. That's how I get my uh, opportunities. That's how I meet new people. That's how I network. So he's just like, hey, do what you need to do to make some money. But well, fortunately,
2: Bilal had a great sense of humor about it. and He enjoyed it. And he said yes. he was... Um, collecting all of them so that's
0: good (laughs) gotta (laughs) collect them all
2: (laughs) and you know he's independent now so I didn't know if he was independent by choice or if it was because he you know never really had the greatest but he said he would yeah he said he would sign a deal I actually met Bilal way in the beginning of his career when he first signed because my friends had a production company
0: and um, mm-hmm. he was signed to them. So I don't know what happened. I did mm-hmm. ask all that. But. <laughs> right. he's, he's done a great job actually just being independent. Like all these years technically just being independent anyway. And mm-hmm. using social media and using the internet to get his music out and reach the people. Like at, nowadays you don't need the label. Like you could do so much on your own. And that. Also corresponds to just everything we've been talking about on this podcast. Like, there's so much that you can, in fact, do on your own. That you do have the power, and there are much less gatekeepers than there were. Years yeah, ago. and for artists now, yes.
1: the ones that I know, the ones that are independent are actually doing better than the ones that are signed to a label.
2: I think it depends, though, because here's the thing about being independent. Being independent is a lot of work yes, Mm -hmm. but it's a lot more rewards if you can do all that work it's a matter of you because as an artist you can't handle all the business by yourself you need to have a great team of people and it's easy for people to say oh why would you sign to a major label be independent but for some people if they don't have a team of people that's going to handle business that's going to get their album distributed that's going to do the marketing that's going to do the Uh, promotions that's going to set up the tours right Mm -hmm. you're then who's ever going to hear the music so for some people it works out better it just depends on what your situation is and what yep. kind of deal you structure,
1: yep. right? Yeah, it's. I mean, I, but I think the beauty of SoundCloud and sites like mm-hmm. that that is so supportive of independent artists because I have such so, so many of my friends. You know, they just go ahead and create it with their own dime, post it on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Or I or would we'll sell them Bandcamp, which yes. is another great site for creatives. And mm-hmm. and then you make your money because it's donation based on Bandcamp. So, yeah. I mean, you can set a price, but it's also can be donation based yeah. and you can make a nice amount of money. I've seen so many of my artist friends stay afloat. So I'm grateful for <laughs> like sites like that because I know it's hard to get a deal nowadays
0: too. a good site to use when you're trying to like have like donations or recurring donations is Patreon because you can you know I've been hearing about about that so Patreon is kind of like think of Kickstarter where you raise money for a particular project but the plus side of it is that if for instance you have something that's constantly coming out like a TV show or something like a podcast or a YouTube channel whatever you can set up so it's like a subscription base so like you have so you have people who are supporting you and they want to maybe do a dollar every month Right. but if you have 200 people giving you a dollar you know every month it helps so that's actually very good like you can set up rewards just like you do on Kickstarter but there are other ways and I feel what you're saying like sometimes you need the infrastructure of a larger company in the back and behind you and sometimes you don't sometimes you might need a mix of the two some people don't like doing all that work some people are like I just want to concentrate
2: on Making music, going in the studio and having everything else. And have a team no. figure. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. do
1: think it's personality based because some people can handle the pressure and work best alone. Like, you know, like a one man show and other people are lazy.
2: But I think it is good <laughs> to know your business. Like, yeah, never let other people handle all your stuff for you and you don't know what's going on. Make sure you speak to your own. I know people who have never spoken to their own lawyer, never spoken oh, to true. their own accountant. You have to make sure that you constantly are speaking to these people yourself and oh. watching your money. And And knowing where your money is going and approving
0: email. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, knowing your own money is like, you have to know where that is going. That's the scariest part too. Right. And it's particularly now, like when you have so much technology where the money could be going in 10 different places and it's hard to track, you have to just be really diligent about things like that. Even like, even if you're not running a business, you are just being yourself, you have to be really cautious of that stuff and very careful with where you put your money and how it's managed going forward. Because, you can have situations where people can steal from you very easily. Which happens all the time. We all hear about time. this with artists all the time. All the
1: time. Mm-hmm. All the time. So. And that's because you ain't watch your own money. <laughs> and even I know, I mean, my own peers that, like, there's one of them, and um, she was talking about filing her, ta- her team went to file her taxes. And then I checked back with her, because, you know, we just check on each other, like, you good? And she, I was like, everything's straight weird, taxes and stuff. And she was like, oh, my God, you know what? She says she ended up getting a letter saying that she hadn't filed it, <laughs> but it was like her team that they just did
0: forgot. Ooh, they're gonna get and that that's audit. Scary. That's that scary. That is scary because
1: you paying someone to be your accountant or your business manager. This is their job, and if they forget, and you're not even thinking about it because you assumed that yeah. they're doing their job, you have to be mindful. That's why and I'm, it doesn't I matter. BCC'd like in even every if you see email. how Fat Joe went to jail oh, for right. the taxes oh. and. He thought his taxes were being
2: taken care of. And a lot of artists do that. You think your accountant is taking care of your taxes. Mm -hmm. The money's set aside. You're good. You're not thinking about it. Years later, find out. Your taxes were never paid. You think that they want to hear. The IRS doesn't want to hear. Well, I thought they was being taken care of. They don't care. Even if you pay it, you still might have to go to jail. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's really important to watch your money. (laughs) Do you read through your bank statements? I read through my bank statements. I I go online and I have, listen, uh, every app. Every bank account I have, I have the app on my With phone. With alerts. Yep.
1: If there's any movement. I yes. look at everything <laughs> that's all the so time. That's so important. You know that happened, um, I was I never paid attention to my bank statements ever. I was one of those people that would just spend, deposit, spend, whatever. And then one day, um, I got an email from Chase, which is my personal banking, and they said that, Two flights in Singapore had been charged. <gasps> what? And so it was like maybe I'd say I don't know something like a little under $4,000 that had been spent that's crazy on my wow. car and it took me so long to get that money back yeah because they at that time were not giving it back to you until you know they had to that's do an investigation claim, investigation and that's a yep. lot of money almost 4k could you imagine like if that's all i had like luckily i had you know my mom at the time. no oh. <laughs> no no that was like my savings <laughs> so i was devastated no, that it took that is a long time to recoup it and then you know, for, I had to be like borrowing money in the meantime because I did not have it like that. And that put me in such an awful position mm-hmm. that since that moment, that situation, that's when I was like, you know, what, I'm going to be an adult. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to have my apps. I'm going to have my bank statements checking through them. I even color code like you name it. And then it helps, too, when because I, I color code my bank statements. So by at the end of the year, when I have to pay my taxes, it's already all separated. Right. So oh, I have great. like my food expenses, beauty expenses, Perfect. shopping, you know, business, right. and it's all separated and done. And finally, my taxes takes no work. And that's another thing I would say, you
2: know, what I used to do, I used to never open my bills because I'd be like, I don't have it. So I'm just not going to open so it. That's so true, that anxiety. <laughs> you get that, oh, no. you get that bill, no, you just let it sit unopened.
1: Oh
0: no, y'all got to open that up. I used to be like that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't letters. do that now,
2: but I definitely used
0: to be like, I'm not opening this. There's no all point. Right. I don't even want to look at it. All right. Well, I, you know what that's so real. <laughs> that you that's so good that most of us are like kind of very diligent when it comes to our personal finances. Now, yeah. Others <laughs> not to say that others aren't diligent or maybe lazy, it's just that maybe it's just a lot to deal with. So but there are things, there are things like apps that can help you with this stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like there's an app called Mint that helps. I hate mint. I know you I mean, I like love and hate mint. So what is mint? So mint. They harass you. (laughs) (laughs) No, so mint, um, at least in the beginning days, like it actually helps you organize all your finances. It helps you organize all your expenses. So um, obviously you're going to have to link it to your accounts. And a lot of people don't like that stuff. But when you do, what it does is it analyzes your spend. So it can help you set up budgets. It can help you show you, okay, you're spending a lot of money on beauty products. Um, it, blows up your that's spot. Your, it blows up your spot but it blows up your spot in a good way right it blows
1: up that's your spot a in a good way. Way. <laughs> right? that's your why spot it's in a good great for me I mean everything's a write off <laughs> <laughs>
0: I go by my leave and I'm like this is research right as a YouTuber <laughs> right but it's like using things like the tools like that like it's actually good that it's blowing up your spot because a lot of times some people you just don't realize all the, the little 10 dollars here and 5 dollars there that's so true you get a you think oh I'm, I'm, I'm especially saving especially when you're eating that. out a lot oh like girl. you know
1: especially in we live in a big city we're yes. always like rushing sometimes you don't have i to be home yes. cooking so eating out is the only option and yep. then the mint app is like listen listen <laughs> Cut right. back.
0: you're doing too much right now you right might be, you might need to go on
1: some more dates <laughs> <laughs> Is a two hundred dollar date? <laughs> right? No, that's Man, definitely a good one. I'm trying to think of another of any other apps that, but I think Mint is the only one that. But even with Mint, I've fallen <laughs> back from using it. So I'm like, leave me alone, mind your business. <laughs> now, friend, I don't know if you're a fan of Tank. Also, of course, but he was
2: at the Essence Festival. By the way, Tank is a really funny person. Like in real life, you could like sit down, chat it up with him. He loves to, you know, talk it out. I got
1: that very vibe from him
0: I've never met him before But I definitely got that vibe He seems like very like Jovial And want to make jokes And have fun so.
1: personable yeah, yeah He seems like it From his social media Yeah
2: his social media is popping. Mm-hmm. By the way I really feel like He's one person That you can get to know What his personality is like Based off of his social media Cause he does post like videos And he does respond To a lot yes. of things mm-hmm. And sometimes He he's... was meme too Did he talk about that? What was
1: his meme? Um he had posted, this was like a couple of years ago, though. He had posted a picture of himself in a room that didn't have furniture. I remember <laughs> that. The trap
0: house. They said he was in a trap house. Did they do the, the Will Smith meme where it's <laughs> like, they don't want me, man? Like, Like, they left him... <laughs>
1: <laughs> and i was like he was i remember him being so angry at the time but maybe after a while he was like all right you just gotta surrender <laughs> surrender to the meme
2: <laughs> that's right, well, powerful y'all he also has a female artist saya and she's on sisterhood of hip-hop oh i have seen her on the yes. show right so he's very involved in her career and he actually just recently put her on a new single that he has out so that's you know that's a big deal that for her to, to be on a single that's actually getting played on the radio and i think she hasn't put out a full album yet but she wants she's about to put out a full album so he's really hanging in there but well, listen to what he has to
3: say the thing that drew me to her was i mean number one her gift her talent was just off the charts like she was the first time i saw her rap first time i saw her video i was like man you're you're amazing you know what i mean and i instantly i instantly believed you know, um, and then the second part of that was she was she was very in touch with her artistry in terms of how to go about it, um, in terms of perfecting her craft. You know what I mean? Like I was Saya in the studio with a beat and no engineer and she would come out with full songs and everything. I mean, from writing a song, recording herself. You know, there was one time where the mic wouldn't reach all the way out to the room so she would press record run in the booth rap, run back out edit it press record again run back in the booth like that's how dedicated she was to the process so to me that type of hunger and that type of passion for what you do um it it makes sense for me to be involved with that type of thing because that's how i feel about myself
2: now why didn't you get her an engineer tank
3: i got her engineer but she likes working by herself like so I she likes running
0: back and forth, she like, doing all she, the work.
3: Well, now, the, you know, we, we we can afford the longer cord now, so, <laughs> you know, the, the mic actually reaches into the room now, so, but she likes to do, you know, she has the thing that she hears and she has a way that she wants her sound to be presented, and so instead of waiting on somebody else to do it or hoping that somebody else can do it, she, she learned how to do it herself and she makes it happen.
0: Would you consider her a perfectionist?
3: She's completely a perfectionist. Completely a perfectionist, and I think Sometimes, um, you know, with people that are perfectionists, you got to get them to loosen up a little bit. You know what I mean? Because you'll get so caught into perfecting your craft and doing it for you that you don't necessarily take in mind the people that are listening. You know what I mean? Nobody's ears are perfect, but they just want to hear what's from your heart, however it comes out. You know what I mean? An argument and a conversation—none of that is ever perfect, but it's from—but if it's from the heart, everybody involved will understand
0: you have to throw social media in the mix as well because yeah. now you have things going down on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and yeah. it's very all types of drama. So all how types. do you use that to kind of help her further her career?
3: Well, I mean, I think that with, with social media, you have now have the opportunity to meet people all over the world. You know what I mean? It's, it's made the world this big. And so, you know, where we would be trying to, Figure out her hometown in Best Stuy, New York, or let's get New York involved. Or okay, you lived in Atlanta, let's get Atlanta involved. Okay, so now you're in LA, let's get LA involved. Now we're like, okay, let's get Hong Kong involved. Let's let's get Sydney, Australia involved. You know what I mean? We have an opportunity to 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 reach more people, and and that gives her a better opportunity to win. You know what I mean? Because the more people you have come to the party, at least one or two, one or two more of them are gonna dance. And that's what we—that's what we're doing with social media.
2: Well, we look at you on social media a lot because Tank is very popular and very entertaining to watch on social media. <laughs> Are there ever times that you feel like, man, what I said got misconstrued? Because that is always a fair. Like you put something out there and people take it the wrong way.
3: Well, here's the thing: everything is always misconstrued on social media. It always because because we've allowed you know we've allowed this, the the this, the beauty salon conversation the um, the barbershop conversation uh, the barbecue conversation the family reunion conversation we know how ridiculous those conversations are over one statement there are like 90 million different views over one statement so it's always misconstrued there's always something taken out of context taken the wrong way and so you kind of have to be careful how you argue your point. And so lately I've just come to the place where I just say what I feel and I get out of there. And I let everybody else argue about it.
2: Now you've had a very long, you've had a lot of longevity in your career. What advice do you give to some up and coming artists that are perhaps trying to get on your level or some artists that come out now, people look at them like, oh, he'll be here today, gone tomorrow. What can you do to make sure you stay in this game? You know, from songwriting to reinventing yourself to forming groups, everything.
3: Well, I mean, I tell people this all the time. There's only one you. There's only one you, and if you're true to you, when everybody, whenever anybody wants what you do, they're gonna have to call you. If you're true to you, you got people copycatting all day long, but they got it from somebody. I mean, you take a guy like, you take a guy like Fetty Wap. Who Everybody said, ah, he's going to have a one song, he'll be done. But what Fetty Wap does is so unique and so him that if you want that, you got to call him. And we're three or four hit singles later from a guy that everybody thought would be a flash in the pan and Fetty Wap's a serious guy in the music industry now. You understand what I'm saying? But he's being true to him. Whether you like his voice or not, whether you like the way he says it, whether you whether you rock with his cadence, whatever, he's doing him unapologetically. And however long it lasts, however long, if you want that Fetty Wap thing, you're gonna have to get it from him. If anybody says, "Yeah, baby," you're gonna be like, "Oh, he's copying Fetty Wap. He's trying to be Fetty Wap." Right. And that lets you know that he's that he's put his stamp uh, on this industry in terms of who he is and what he has to offer. I tell every artist that. Be you. offer for you. Nobody can beat that.
0: And learn how to communicate with others, especially using technology to communicate with everyone.
3: You, you got to learn how to communicate. Please communicate.
2: If you love what we're saying or you want more information, you can always follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm at Angela Yee. I'm at Hey. hey. And I'm at Tatiana King. And make sure you use the hashtag. You know, we love hashtags. Hashtag live
0: colorful. And that's with the extra L at the end. All right. Live colorful. You've already heard about the great time me and Angela had down in New Orleans. But while we were down there, we also talked to some of the Colorful Lives listeners to find out your favorite part of Essence 2016. Check it out. Hey, what's up? This is Tatiana King-Jones here with LSN and State Farm. And I'm here with Lakeisha, who is attending Essence Fest. Is this your first one? Ooh, excited. How do you think so far? Wonderful. We just seen Tyrese. He gave a live performance, so it was awesome. Yeah, So yes. what was your most favorite thing so far? Have you, well first. Tyrese. Tyrese. Have you been here the whole time? Um, we came yesterday. So today and then we'll be here tomorrow and then we're going to the hospital. Okay. So Tyrese was the best part. Yes. So far. So what's the most, ex- besides that, like what's the most exciting maybe booth or thing you've learned today? I don't know if you went to any of the panels. Um, I haven't been to any of the panels yet, but okay. um, for the food yesterday I had, I can't remember where it was from, but it had like turkey Are you on social media? Yes. yes. Instagram. you Instagram? Yes. Okay. I have to ask you a question. Okay. This is like a relationship based question. How do people, how are people supposed to have a relationship when you have things like Instagram where you're competing with everybody else in the world? If you're truly meant for each other everybody else that's out there isn't gonna matter. That's the problem. Okay. And you can't put all your business on social media. I was gonna say that because we get a lot of haters too and, and, and people trying to you know say something about you. So how do you deal with that? Like how do you deal know with people saying oh I don't like her dress or mm, she, she cute whatever whatever but you have to well I mean when you're on social media anybody has access unless you have a private page. Right. But If you keep it within your circle people that are positive that are around you right. you don't really have to worry about that. But the ones that they have it now where you can block them so you can't even get on my page anymore right right yeah. so what do you use instagram for do you just to post cute pictures of yourself and your family or that too and for business i have a what? lot of um a lot of friends that are self-employed so yes. i help promote them and their business and any type of event that i do right so here at essence fest considering that you're a business woman are you going to be attending the panel like the money and power panel to get like some insight onto how to further your business or anything like that that would be great i think there was one earlier i try to get here a little earlier. That's awesome. Yes! All right, so Lakeisha is here getting her business on, telling all you haters, don't worry about it. Just keep pushing on IG and social media forget about it. We're here with a family to see their take on SSFest 2016. So family, you gotta tell me, what's been the best thing so far at SSFest? I guess seeing the stars. The stars? So yeah. Whose who stars did you say? We seen the Empire. 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 Oh, the <laughs> Really? Mm-hmm. Really? And who's your favorite? Me. Tyrese. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to his concert and everything? No, We've we, uh, we seen him today. Uh, We've been his concert for four Okay. So what I think what's the best thing you've learned so far here at SSFest? Uh, just people. Just people, meeting people.
4: <laughs> people in general. So having so many people in one spot yes. and, and doing a positive thing. Yes. I mean that's the that's the most important.
0: And then making connections with new people, maybe business connections too. So also here at Essence Fest, we have so many people who are using social media to document them time. Have any of you on Facebook or Instagram? Have you been using it while you were here? Yeah, of course. Snapchat, all of it. Oh, you have Snapchat too? What's the craziest thing that you saw today that you had to put on Snapchat? When they brought the empire people out and everybody was pushing around and all that crazy stuff. Really? And you're just like, wait a minute, I'm just trying to get my video. I'm just trying to get in there. What about you sir? Anybody else see something crazy go down? You're like, whoa, there's a lot of people. I don't know what
1: to do. Right. And where
0: are you all from? Baton Rouge. Rouge. Okay, so you're right here. This right is his hometown. Yeah. How long you guys live here? All your life. She's from She from yes, out. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And what's the whole family name? I I was was the form, the foreman. foreman. All right. Well, I'm here with the Foreman family. We just talked to them about their experience here at SHS 2016. That's it for episode two of Colorful Lives presented by State Farm. And don't forget to check back with us in two weeks
2: for a brand new episode. And until then, let's keep the conversation going on social media with the hashtag #LiveColorful with two L's.
0: The Colorful Eyes podcast is a Loudspeakers Network production produced by Matt Razz himself, executive produced by Chris Morrow, and edited by Dwayne Crawford.